Okay, welcome to Meet Your Monsters. If you've ever made shish kebab out of a dude named Robert, this is the podcast <laughs> for you. My name is Amor Macon. These are my friends. Matt, Colby. Uh, Kathleen is asleep. Sarah is uh, dropping her kids off in Nebraska. That's so it's cool. a, another guy. <laughs> another guy's night at the podcast. So this um, one's going to be all tits. All <laughs> night. Yeah. A Meet Your Monsters sausage party. <laughs> Where I assure you, it's Little Smokies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a cat fight in progress right now. Murray! Leave her alone. Sorry. To you at home, my cats fight a lot. Uh, how are you guys doing this fine day? We were just talking about that Jason video game, which sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm okay. I right. <laughs> got my sword. Everything's okay. Oh well, see, you're more than okay. Yeah, yeah. you're like protected. Yeah, just can't see shit. Colby is blind and wielding a sword. He so. is swinging at anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So watch out. That's the only warning I'll give you. Yeah. <laughs> and you, Matt, holding up? I'm doing well. Yeah. Not much to report. You know, I've been doing this thing recently, not intentionally, it's just kind of been happening where I'll watch a movie, see if it, I don't watch it all in time to see if it holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the one I just watched? I was like, damn, that was good. Captain America, Civil War held up. The first part kind of sucks, but the rest of the movie is pretty awesome. Hmm. Right now. Um, yeah, I think I already said 300 wasn't as good as I remember. Did I already say that? You said that to me. I don't know if you said it on the podcast. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spar- yeah, 300 wasn't as good as I remembered. I was like nine- it was 17 the first time I saw it, so I thought it was fucking amazing. And then as an adult, I'm like, dude, this mm. kind of sucks. Mm. Yeah. And I've been in my history class, I've learned that the Spartans were awful people. They were just the shittiest of the shitty. Well, God, they say right there at the beginning of the movie they would discard the babies that weren't strong. Yeah, and they... <laughs> Remember they said they have to enter Hagogi, and then at the end of it, like, Leonidas had to kill a wolf? Mm-hmm. That was a slave in real life. Yeah. yeah. And they mm-hmm. had these slaves that they would do, and it, was, it wasn't it was illegal to murder them. And as a matter of fact, they had, like, fe- like, it was a holiday, like, one night, you got to kill as many as you wanted, and people would go buck wild, kill a bunch of slaves. What it was was that you could kill a slave, and you're fine, unless you get caught. Then they whip you. And that was sort uh-huh. of a punishment for being a shitty soldier. I watched this documentary about it. So like, Doesn't make any sense. so like, it's like this: if you go out and kill a slave, hmm. they're like, "Fuck yeah!" Hmm. But if you get caught doing it, then you lost. You essentially lost your your mission or whatever. Oh, so it was like stealth training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then they would whip you, and everybody would watch. And I see. Yeah, yeah loads of fun. Mm. So thank God we're not Spartans. Yeah, we we dodged a lot of bullets being born five thousand years after civilization began. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got modern privilege, kind of thing. <laughs> modern privilege. I don't have to have a wicker shield. If there was like, yeah, if we go through time and we'd be like, this is bullshit. Insurance costs too much. And like, I was a slave. I came for no reason. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, for you at home, Meet Your Monsters is a podcast in which I show my friends horror movies that I love and we find out if they love them too or if they just think my taste in movies sucks. Um, typically I say that before our little, uh, getting to know you stuff, but I plum forgot. I plum really? forgot. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I started doing it that way because then it gives us a little break before I read the synopsis, uh, thing, you know, mm-hmm. but we're winging it, you know, yeah. we're 63, yeah. we have 62 episodes online right now, not including mini episodes and bonuses. Okay. 
um, which is pretty cool. And we got about five, six more in the tank. So uh, yeah. closer to eleven. Oh, is <laughs> that right? <laughs> and we've ditched a couple, haven't we? Just totally. Yeah. 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 There's been at least two that. But which ones were they? The fiftieth. Anniversary one you ruined. <laughs> well, what? I, <laughs> I didn't ruin it. <laughs> well, which one was that? That was the one where you and Kathleen were fighting. <laughs> oh, about Crimson Peak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't say you ruined it. I'd say the two of you ruined it. <laughs> I blame that movie. <laughs> you had a bad attitude from the that start because you weren't even happy part. in the restaurant. <laughs> what, what, when were we? I don't we, remember. We went out to eat. Oh, um, yeah. We went out to the Taj Mahal. Oh, we did. We did go to the time. Mm-hmm. I was very excited. Mm. We went out and had dinner. We went to the theater, oh, had a big night of it, and then couldn't even use the fucking podcast because everyone was all <laughs> mad. I don't know what happened, to be yeah, honest. That wasn't a good day. I remember that now. Yeah. I don't know what you had going on, but it wasn't uh, conducive to fun times. <laughs> I, everybody, everybody was yelling at me. I just said I didn't like it. Everybody started yelling at me. I, you, were, you were cranky from the start, I, was I think. Good. Yeah. <laughs> One day we'll pull it out of the archives and examine mm. what, <laughs> we'll do a what went wrong. One day we'll have to drop our Ninja Turtles one. Oh, that was oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I've was, never even listened to that one. So. That was just an hour-long bitch fest about yeah. how that movie was. Yeah, it would have been that. Yeah. We were the, the critical critique, and uh, we became the monsters. That, <laughs> that movie made us into terrible people. It turns everybody into terrible people. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I watched the sequel way better. <laughs> Disappointing. Still terrible. Doesn't take a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Still terrible, but way better. At least there was a Krang. Oh yeah, I'll take that. It made no sense because he was like in his human suit, you know. Mm-hmm. But he was on like a little machine that pulled the brain out. So it's like, why even have like a human-like body if you're just gonna hang out on this thing? Mm-hmm. Murray, stop it! Fucking cats. <laughs> okay. Shall we jump into this then? <laughs> oh, I remember the other one was that it was one of the Tales from the Crypt movies. What I remember because I fell asleep like four times watching that movie because I was heavily medicated. Demon Knight? Yeah. Demon Knight's oh. supposed no, to No, 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 not Demon Knight. It was Cigarette Burns. Oh. It's not Crypt, Tales from the Crypt. It was a Masters of Horror. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we didn't post that one? I don't know. Oh, well, I guess we didn't, didn't we? I guess not. Why so didn't we? Was it just too... Boring? I don't think anybody was really into it. I feel like uh, he fell asleep, and then when we started recording the podcast, it was like, so that was a movie, right? Yeah, yeah it was Fun. pretty low energy night. Yeah. I, was, I was heavily medicated. Well, I'm to try it again with a bigger group or something, because okay. that's a good show. Okay. I don't know if you guys liked it, but I like it. I wasn't a I fan of the one we it. saw. But <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. I remember like the first five minutes, and then the middle five minutes, and then the last five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. cool. They had a captured angel. It was awesome. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Shit, that does sound cool. No, in real life. Remember he had it in like his little dungeon. And cool. they were throwing stuff at him and his wings were cut off. Oh. It was awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was in the movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Why was it, what was the conflict there? What, did people see it in the movie and be like, oh. Okay, so the movie, um, I, I, it was kind of vague as to what it actually did, but it would kind of like, it would essentially make you go crazy and kill yourself or whatever. Oh, okay. Kills, kill people or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, interesting <laughs> stuff. Interesting stuff. Um, follow us through the darkness of our wasted and festering memories as we struggle to recall the movie we just watched with this week's Sinister Synopsis. Hmm? Sound effect. Sound effect. 
You'll Wish It Was All Make-Believe. That is the tagline for the movie, the 1988 movie Child's Play, written by Don Mancini, directed by Tom Holland. The movie star is Catherine Hicks, Chris Sarandon, um, Alex Vincent as the little kid. What the fuck's his name? Andy? Andy, Andy, Barclay. Andy Barclay. And uh, Brad Dourif as Chucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have no fucking recollection of the first time I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times now that I just like, oh, oh yeah, it's always been Chucky. And I guess I would have been eight when this came out, so I probably saw it back then on VHS or something. Um, I think people should see it because it's Chucky is is a, an icon of horror. He's got, what, five, six sequels to this fucking something movie? Like something like that. I mean, it just became a yeah, huge, huge thing. I mean, you could buy Child's Play keychains. I mean, it was a big deal. All the dolls are for yeah. sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what, what really makes it unique is it's a, it's just your usual slasher, but the, the killer was so unique. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be a, 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 a strangler stuck in the body of a, of a toy, which is fucking creepy for anybody. Wait till um, I get to the trivia. This movie was meant to be a whole lot creepier. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, what this movie is about, it starts off with uh, um, Brad Dourif as a, the strangler. I forget what, what he was strangling. The hillside or the like the that. Windy Creek strangler. The Green River. <laughs> the Green River, yeah. One of those. Anyway, um, he is chased by a cop played by Chris Sarandon into... Um, a toy store where he uses some sort of voodoo to transfer his soul into the uh, a toy called a good guy, which is something like um, what were those fucking dolls when we were kids? You guys um, were not born yet. Kids? Yeah, like yeah. a Cabbage Patch Kids, They're something still like popular. that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so anyway, um, a little while later, this kid Andy gets this doll for his birthday from his mom. And, of course, it's got the body of this fucking serial killer controlling it, so it goes about wreaking vengeance, you know, doing its thing. Very and cool. just kind of kill people because he wants to. Yeah. Like that, that voodoo guy. Well, his goal go. was to kill his partner because he left him there and drove away, and then to kill the cop that killed him for mm. revenge. That was what he was up, up to. Yeah. And then later he found out that his he was turning human in the Chucky doll, and uh, was trying to transfer his soul into Andy's body so that he could essentially have a new life mm-hmm. and get back to his murderous ways and do his thing. So he had a partner in strangling, or are they doing, like, heists? I don't know what the fuck his partner was for, because <laughs> he never really Was said. it a life partner? Or <laughs> It could have been a life partner, yeah. Yeah. Because well, I think he was, like, a, like a He was the guy. getaway driver, but he must have been... For the strangler? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, didn't he? People don't usually use a wheel man for that. <laughs> I thought that he had, like, robbed a bank or something. Because didn't they say something about a heist or something in the beginning? They might have on the TV, but, but they kept referring yeah. to him as the, the strangler. Which, and also shouldn't have been the alleged strangler until they were able to prove. Hmm. I guess they knew well enough to shoot his ass, so... <laughs> Did you guys like the movie? Yeah, it's good. Uh, I love the movie, but I'm going to bear a little bit of my soul for listeners. This movie terrified me as a kid. Terrified me. I was just all the time scared of Chucky. Even if I wasn't in a Chucky-like situation, I was scared of Chucky. And what was really embarrassing about it is my younger sister could watch it no problem. Me, I had to get the fuck out of the room. <laughs> Don't watch it again until I was like, uh, like 18 or 19. Loved it again. I wish Sarah had been here because she said the same thing. She said this was the one that scared her the most. 
as a kid. Yeah. Something about this, uh, you know, I, I never really had a problem with it. I liked it, but I was never really scared of the Chucky doll. But a lot of people were. Yeah. He kind of looks like a clown. He's kind yeah. of a toy. He's kind of a weird, you know. Did you have any, are your brothers or have any dolls? I mean, probably not. Not really, no. So maybe that's why. Yeah. I we had sisters. Yeah, so well, dolls were it, yeah. it wasn't even in the house. It wasn't the doll thing that scared me. It's that he could hide anywhere he wanted and just mm-hmm. pop out and bite your ass or whatever he does. Mm-hmm. That's what messed me up. And I've been like, because I, I, when I watched it again, when I was older. I tried to analyze it, like why is he so scary? And that's what it was. He can surprise you. And it's like you turn around, he's gone. He could be underneath the couch. He could be in a, like a vase and fireplace behind the TV. He's a sneaky little fucker. Mm-hmm. I, I I had a lot of toys, and I think maybe my relationship with toys was always cool. <laughs> so I'm like, no, we'd get along. Yeah. We'd work it out. Yeah. First of all, I wouldn't have ratted him out like that punk Andy did. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my grandma has a shitload of porcelain dolls, uh, and when we would stay at her house in like the guest bedroom, is where she kept all our porcelain dolls, and they were all turned towards the bed. <laughs> fucked up man <laughs> that might uh, be all you need right there well, that, that was like I was 11 though so this is this is after I was traumatized by Chucky mm. yeah so this was the two separate incidents now Matt you said you had seen the end but you'd never seen the whole movie before mm-hmm. what did you think for a 1988 movie uh, that was pretty good yeah. I wish um, they'd merchandise the, the melted face more that looked really cool yeah that was really oh, cool shit. we should write a letter to NECA the yeah. I've seen similar uh, messed up ones, but I don't know if I've seen the melted one. I've only seen the, the stitched one up one yeah, from Bride of Chucky. Yeah, the regular one. Really popular. Yeah, um, it just it just had something cool, and I, you, you know what what saves this movie, I think, is the ending is strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff in the end. Yeah. It's kind of slow going at the beginning, but man, when you get to when you get to the end with the with the monster, you're like, fuck, that thing is vicious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ruthless yeah. son of a bitch, yeah. Chuck is. <laughs> and Brad Dorif, if that's how you say his name, he has a really sweet voice for this. Like mm-hmm. it, it suits it. Yeah, yeah. We had to. I don't know we discussed this before, but he was the Doc on Deadwood, and uh, he's a good actor outside of his voice work too. But sometimes when he gets angry and starts yelling on the show, I'm like, oh fuck, it's Chucky, oh, <laughs> Doctor Chucky, coming down. Yeah. Fucking cool movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the fun starts with everyone's favorite pieces and parts. Oh, sorry, there's no. Yeah, I forgot. That's <laughs> <laughs> waiting. Uh, it's hard to narrow it down to just one. Mm-hmm. I think here. I think mine was the very end where the other police guy comes in and Chucky comes out of the vent for that one last scare. That was a good one because. He should have been dead by then. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he was all jacked up. For you at home, we have found a picture. It looks like it's from Mezco. So it's a, an official 15-inch charred Chucky doll. Are you fucking with me? No, that's cool. Oh, Christ, I gotta look that up. So it is available in its charred form from good old Mezco. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, he should have been dead at that point. He had been His head was shot off, his leg was shot off, his arm was shot off, yeah. and he was still trying to fuck people up. He and his head was the chest, too. Yeah, his yeah. head was screaming from the from the dresser, like, kill him. Yeah, tell his body what to do. Yeah, I don't know, because a lot of people, and still this day, they'll tell you, like, oh, you shouldn't be afraid, Chucky is just a little doll. But clearly he's very strong. He doesn't have nerve endings, so he doesn't feel pain. 
You can't kill him unless you wait long enough. Yeah. Chuck him, would you? Sorry, the cats. If I didn't have these bags up here, ah, leaves fine, whatever. And if you hear some rustling around, that's the fucking cat. Mm-hmm. He's having a rough night. But, <clears throat> and uh, he was a clever son of a bitch, too. Mm-hmm. He did some crafty little shit to people. Yeah. That apartment had way too open a layout as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think, uh, who do you think would win if Chucky fought the leprechaun? It'd be an interesting fight, say, right? Is like mm-hmm. first day Chucky, like he's still totally a doll just with a, a yeah. soul? Because the leprechaun had magic, but it what well, kind of waxed and waned. Yeah, they were both really sneaky. Mm-hmm. It'd be a Le- fun fight. Uh, we got to go from the uh, the fir- first leprechaun movie because when they got to leprechaun in the hood, they just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, anymore. just the first. Leprechaun. <laughs> he just like pointing at people and blowing up their hearts, and I was like, okay, well he's un- oh. unbeatable now. Oh, but yeah. so from first Chucky, ooh, I gotta give it to the leprechaun. I think so. He's got the magic. He was able to turn yeah. that little toy car into a real car, and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Play a pogo stick on that guy's chest until he died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a great movie. That yeah. Uh, it melts my little heart. Everybody <laughs> like Leprechaun. The movie's fucking awesome. Oh, did we do... We didn't do Leprechaun Origin either. Remember? We scrapped that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. terrible. It was yeah. too boring yeah. to say yeah. anything about. Yeah, it was literally like, what are you going to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, did you say your favorite part of it? Uh, not yet, but... Uh, let's continue about the. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be clever. Oh, I can't remember what the hell the sly thing he did was. He went to him, I was like, damn, that was clever, Chucky. Oh, and he was uh, when Andy was talking to him, he checked to see the shadows underneath the door if his mom was still there. Oh, and when yeah. she was, he's like, oh, I'm your friend until the end. I was like, oh, what a dirty mm-hmm. motherfucker. Yeah. So my, I think my favorite part was something I never noticed this until tonight, and it, it struck me as awesome. Was um, so a lot of toys back in the eighties had um, essentially rubber parts with wires in them, and you could pose them with the wires. I had a Chewbacca like that. Yeah, and eventually the wire would snap, and then it would just be like a floppy rubber piece. <laughs> but until then, it was like really cool because you could you could get some good articulation out of them. Well, after he had been thrown in the fireplace, some of those wires were poking through his fingers, yeah, yeah. and he was clawing the walls with them. And it was leaving scratches. And mm-hmm. I thought, man, that's a cool detail. Yeah, yeah. That was cool because it looked like Freddy's arm for a minute. Yeah, too, with the yeah. Sleeve. yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. This is a, I don't know, I think a lot of people write this off as like one of the cheesier horror movies, but I don't know. It was pretty good. It's a good movie. And yeah. it's, got a, it's got a, like most horror movies in the 80s, it had a deeper message. It was about consumerism. Whereas mm-hmm. today, they don't give a fuck. Even if they reboot horror movies that have already been made, they just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had that kid been content with his clothing for with his, for his, with his pair of pants. Yeah, they came in a huge fucking box <laughs> shaped exactly like the good guy doll box. How did she put it? <laughs> and it was no, like a mean. pair of jeans in yeah. a giant fucking box. Yeah. I think she was torturing that kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then she, she gives him real tools. <laughs> yeah. She blames yeah. him for, or yeah, blames him for their her father's or his father's death. <laughs> oh, my other favorite part. <laughs> Chucky smacks Andy in the back of the head with a baseball bat, yeah. which was fucking hilarious. I can't remember. I, I don't know why I can't remember that before this, but I couldn't. I, I haven't seen a kid get hurt on film like that since Maximum <laughs> Overdrive, so it was fucking awesome. 
Yeah, and I think we all agreed that uh, Andy probably would have been dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or at the very least, concussed. Yeah, yeah, we made, Kathleen, I think, made the joke where he would steal his body and have brain damage. <laughs> I was kidding. I made that joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am Chucky. Yeah, that was funny. Um, very good stuff. Okay, it is time once again to meet your monster. the sound effect is playing. That's good. That's okay, good. so, um, since Sarah's not here, I've kind of... Murray, you can't mess Ugh. with our stuff. Be a jerk. Is it going to be weird? It'd be fine if he had something quiet to do. puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so anyway, we talked quite a bit about what the monster was in the opening. His name was Charles... E. Ray, is Lee that right? Ray. Lee Ray. And he was a strangler of women and perhaps a heister of banks. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you can use heist. I'm going to throw this out right now because there's so much trivia for this movie. It doesn't really, I still have plenty of material. Mm -hmm. But he's named Charles Lee Ray after um, three of the most famous murders in American history. It's Charles Manson, um, Lee Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray. Nice. Which one was James Earl Ray? What he's the one that shot Martin Luther King. Oh. I thought that was the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, Shadow organization. And as I said before, he was a practitioner of voodoo, and on his, on his, uh, I wouldn't say deathbed, his dying move mm -hmm. was to transfer his soul into a Chucky doll. And something like six movies later, he's still fucking chucking it up. So. How does he come back in the sequel? Okay, so. I believe the doll gets refurbished. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So they can find another. <laughs> the very cheap company. <laughs> so, I, mean, I think even that was been, like building on like evil capitalism and consumerism yeah. because they're like, this thing killed people, but fuck it, we got to make some it's more money. It's the perfect metaphor for the yeah. movie. Like, we're just going to recycle something and, that should be dead. And yeah. And it did the, the classic 80s like thing, too. It was like, as it was getting its eyes put in, lightning struck the building and mm. like lightning went in his eyes, and that's what. Fucking lightning does everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a good catch-all for a, <laughs> for a plot device. Well, you know, if you think about that, like picture yourself like you were living like five thousand years ago and you saw lightning. I'd be like, oh shit, there's some magic in the sky. Yeah, but this was '88. They yeah, knew no. better. They knew lightning, but whatever. I'll take it. Oh yeah, I don't, I'm not complaining. Because I mean, why why does it have to be lightning? Why can't you just like plug something into the wall and zap yourself or whatever? Yeah, That's true. whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. The lightning brought back Jason Voorhees a couple times. Mm -hmm. Fucking whatever. I'll take Frankenstein. it. Frankenstein, yeah. You know, I was thinking about too this whole time, like, had Chucky been alive, alive, he'd have been dead long in this movie because fucking Andy was just strangling that fucking doll everywhere he went. <laughs> he had his hand wrapped around his neck the whole time. Yeah. He was not good with his toys. <laughs> and his toys were jacked anyway, so. Okay, for each movie Kathleen digs through all the dirt and slime of the filthy internet, this week it's Colby. The terrifying <laughs> trivia. He is opening the app. <laughs> Possibly. Um, I assume I he's like, going to IMDb. Correct. Yeah. Um, my internet's not working great. Sorry. I'm patient here. So as I was saying before we started this part, podcast, judging by this trivia, this move, making this movie was a fucking disaster. But, let's see here. Well, this was um, fun, too. Uh, when Chucky runs behind Maggie in the hallway, that was the kid that played Andy's little sister. 
It, it was Andy's little sister? Mm-hmm. Not like Andy the character, but the uh, Alex Vincent, his younger sister. Oh. Uh, wearing like a Chucky costume and then running across. Yeah. Cool. Um, this one, I'm going to say this one to last because I think it'll start a uh, conversation. Um, Catherine Hicks, who's the mom, Karen, and Kevin, I'm assuming it's Jaeger, is the name of Chucky's creator. They met on set and were married a year later. Hmm. Yeah. That's nice. Storybook romance. I Um, I looked her up on Mr. Skins. Very nice. Very nice. She's uh, been naked? Yep. Mm -hmm. Briefly. Briefly. Seventh heaven, I assume. (laughs) Okay. Now we got to be straight up with our listeners, too, because I made a joke during the podcast that I thought was gold, but it wouldn't hit the same if we said it again here. So I'm just going to tell you what the joke is. Laugh at it if you want. As Kathleen said, that's the mom from uh, Seventh Heaven, and I said, I bet Andy's glad that it wasn't the dad from Seventh Heaven. So now you just now you're just depressing them. Cause, <laughs> no, I'm saying because no. now they're like, oh, those kids got molested. No, they don't laugh at it first. So it'll be later when they get depressed. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm depressed. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, the original plot idea was to have a lifelike good guy doll that had blood and latex skin. If the kids tore the latex skin, they could go out and buy official good guy bandages. In a blood brother pact, Andy cuts his own hand and mixes his blood with Chucky's, thus causing him to come alive and become human. There was Wait, what? The, I, I missed the preface. Okay, this was the uh, the original plot idea. Do you want me to read the whole thing again? I can't. Uh, no, you can go on. Okay. Okay. There's Let's a lot of... A lot of issues there. Is what a doll that bleeds? What the hell? Well, they got dolls that pee and shit. So <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, think it like if you just like bump that thing against like a corner of a table as you're walking by, you got fucking Chucky blood all over the carpet. It's like you have a hemophiliac charge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, all of Brad Dora's voiceover work for Chucky was recorded in advance so they could match up Chucky's mouth with the words. Because of this, Dorf rarely ever appeared on set during the doll scenes. Instead, recording of his voice would be played back for Alex Vincent to go by. Also, Brad would act out the scenes with the actors before they filmed said scenes. So he had some basis. Cool. Um, let's see. The first draft of the script was completed in 1985. Uh, referenced, oh, it, Chucky was Buddy, who came to life after mixing blood with Andy, that one again. Um, and it was... Uh, Andy, oh yeah, and it killed those against Andy. Um, for it says, example, the babysitting the teacher, but I don't remember a teacher getting it. Uh, there was a shot at school, but he yeah. didn't even go to school that day. Yeah, uh, manifesting Andy's loneliness and isolation from an overworked mother and absent father, in addition to being a more psychologically driven horror film, Buddy also came, only came alive at night when Andy was asleep. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, yeah it's, glad they went the direction they yeah. went. It sounds like there was a lot of iterations because they also read that it was originally supposed to be a whodunit too. Like it was a lot more ambiguous on whether it was Andy or, or the, the doll, doll. Oh, which I think would have been better. There's some. Sorry, go ahead. I think it would have made for a better movie, but I don't think I I, I would have preferred like Chucky kept it as it was you know mm-hmm. so it could, Chucky can be yeah. like that like a slasher like Jason but yeah. that would make for a good yeah. movie it'd be like a good movie. sequel like a new Chucky 
Like you find out at the end, it was the kid the whole time and not the Chucky doll. They'd give us the old uh, Halloween 3. Mm-hmm. That's a totally different movie. Mm-hmm. There's a movie from back in the day called Magic with Anthony Hopkins where he plays a ventriloquist. Mm-hmm. And it's that sort of thing where the whole time you're going, is it the doll or is it him? And mm-hmm. you don't fucking know because the doll is him, <laughs> but is it? And it's crazy. It's a good movie. Yeah. Let's check it out. There was this episode of Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the ventriloquist dummy. That was a fucking scary episode. It was. Really scary. We should do that one sometime. Hmm. We, you know what we should do since they're shorter? We should watch two episodes of Tales of the Crypt. Yeah. And talk about them. It's only an hour. One podcast. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see here. Original, original writer Don Mancini stated in an interview that his original script toyed with the audience a bit longer, oh, making okay. them wonder if young Andy was... Oh, this is what you were saying. Yeah, I'm going to skip this. <laughs> Duh. Um, the babysitter's death scene originally had her being electrocuted while taking a bath. The scene was used later in Bride of Chucky. Nice. Isn't that how he killed his like wife? I guess I don't remember. Well, he wasn't very good. Wasn't very good. Nah, it was all right. It had some. It was better than Seed of Chucky. I hadn't even watched. That was like a comedy, wasn't it? Yeah, they they become pretty. Comedic after a while. That's actually, I didn't read that trivia because I don't think it'd be relevant, but that's why they, um, Don Mancini took it back over and made Curse of Chucky because they said he wanted Chucky to be scary instead of mm. goofy. Yeah. And that was the newest one that came out? Yeah. Okay. Didn't even make it to theaters, unfortunately. Yeah. It was better than quite a few of them. You know, I, I, I'm going to divert a little bit from trivia here. I think that movie would have made a fucking killing if they had put it in the theater, especially around like Halloween time. Everybody yeah. would have went and saw Curse of Chucky. I, would, yeah, I think so. I would have saw. Mm-hmm. Well, think about how many people go out and droves just, like, they'll put out any type of horror movie, like, in August, so it'll be there, or I guess, what, probably more like September, mm-hmm. so it'll be there on Halloween, and people go see, I mean, shit they wouldn't even care about normally, but because it's Halloween, they want to get spooked. Right when I was out of high school, I had a job as a projectionist in a movie theater, and we were playing, um, The House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. Fucking fall every night. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is coming to see a remake of House on the Haunted Hill? It wasn't even good. And uh, it was fall every night. I went, fuck. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> um, when Halloween H2O came out, I remember there was lines at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. One guy went to see it dressed as Michael Myers. So whoever, Universal, get it together, man. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. make a truckload of cash. Hopefully they, they do another one, do it right. Because I liked the darker direction that he took in Curse of Chucky. I thought mm-hmm. it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot about it. I just, I wish they could find a pairing of the two. Because this one, it didn't seem like there was any blood or guts or gore or anything. Like, it was, like, all psychological. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's just terrorizing this poor girl in this house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, kill somebody, motherfucker, kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I want I want that slasher element in there. Hmm. Was it just the girl in the wheelchair then? I think she had a mom or something. No, I forget. It was like a it was like a, a house for girls. Remember? Because there was like oh, five know. girls in there, and then like the head. Uh-huh. Are you lady. sure? I thought it was just a. Well, think about that. It was just a, a really rich girl. No, they because they killed a bunch of people. Did they? Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of that. Have shit. you seen the movie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we watched then, it here. <laughs> and this is actually it's funny because uh, <clears throat> the guy the the girl in there is Charles Lee Ray's daughter. Spoiler alert. Um, you find out at the end it's the girl in the wheelchair is Charles Lee, Ray da- Charles Lee Ray's daughter what the uh. fuck ever and the girl that played her was Brad Dora's daughter oh it gets even crazier listen to this 
Um, this is, I'm tying it back up here. The film was released on the same date, November 9th, 1988, as the opening scene when Charles E. Ray transfers his soul into the doll. So, like, it was actually, like, it's really happening. Mm-hmm. And his daughter was still an infant when he made this movie. So, like, it really chronologically, uh, I guess, familially makes sense. But. So maybe we should go right to Curse of Chucky next. <laughs> what do you mean? There we go. Hey, watch that one. Oh, yeah. Well, Ch- Child's Play 2 is awesome. I've never seen that. There. That's awesome. It had some cool stuff. Does it have Andy in it again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the first three had Andy in them. Because hmm. in three, he's like an older kid. He's in military school. Military school, school yeah. Uh, and it had I don't the, think it was the same actor. Obviously, things but didn't yeah. go well for Andy. He went to military school, and he was in a foster home in the second one. Oh, oh yeah, what happened to his mom? Um, I can't remember. I enjoyed it. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember liking it. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that's cool about it is it's kind of like Evil Dead too. Like they just had a lot more money this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. better I, uh, animatronics. I remember the preview um, would come on TV, and it would show them building the new Chucky doll, or like remaking him. Yeah. And uh, then everybody would, would like look at the TV and go, "Oh fuck, let's do another Chucky." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that uh, I'll save it for when we watch the movie. I was gonna tell my favorite part. Um, let's see, where was I? It could be years, Colby. It's okay. <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> um, let's see here. Chucky, the notoriously iconic talking killer doll, isn't actually shown speaking anything until approximately 45 minutes into the film. Just about half of the movie's runtime. It was a slow build. And then he says, You bitch! uh, I don't think he liked women very much. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, The thing about it, too, is like, you know, we... uh, Sometimes we've put down jump scares, but this movie did it perfectly. Because they were jump scares, but you weren't like, Oh, Jesus, come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... So, this one is a bit long, but worth it. The original work print of the movie was over two hours long. Other sources mentioned that the original cut was two and a half hours long, or near three hours long. Some of the scenes that were deleted or cut down are um, the original opening in which Mike is dressed in women's clothing in order to catch Charles Lee Ray. Um... So, again, why did he need the wheel man? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was the wheel man doing there? If he's literally just a strangler. Maybe he's, like, on standby or something. <laughs> he was well, you know what? Maybe that's what it is. They work as a team. Like, remember the Washington sniper? There was two of them. Oh, one yeah. would drive and one would shoot. So maybe that's what it was. Like, I'm going to go strangle this bitch, and then you'd be waiting here to yeah. get out of here. That's interesting. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, killer duelers are rare. Seeing the hero cop in Lady Gar, probably not a good way to introduce your character, but it yeah. could work. And it says here, if you watch um, the first opening scene closely, you can see him throwing a dress on the ground as he's chasing after him. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll look for that. Um, Andy, this, this is scene number two. Andy celebrating his birthday with Chucky. Uh, Andy falling into a ditch in front of Eddie Caputo's hideout as it explodes. Chucky's witch doctor friend John slash Dr. Death performing a ritual dressed in voodoo priest clothing. Uh, Andy befriending a young girl during his time in mental in the mental hospital. Later on, Chucky tricks the same girl to help him out to find Andy. Uh, more footage of Chucky stalking Andy at the mental hospital. Um, the commentary on DVD also mentions an alternate ending in which Mike is the one that kills Chucky by decapitating him with the baseball bat. The deleted scenes in 
Okay, the deleted scenes are gone forever. They said they, once they cut them from the film, they checked them, so they're oh not boy. even... Oh, boy. They just watch burned them. them. Jesus. Apparently. <laughs> um, the toy shop using the opening scene was actually a Chinese restaurant that closed down in Chicago on the corner of Wabash and Van Buren, which they said a hundred times it was on Wabash and Van Buren. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, see, this is even more just bizarre. Uh, according to Don Mancini, the original idea for Chucky was that it was not possessed by the soul of a cold-blooded serial killer, but was part of Andy's rage. Chucky was going after the people that were Andy's enemies, and apparently he would use that in the sequel. But I don't so they were doing mm-hmm. when a monster calls way back then. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were all over the place, man, with this. Um, Don Mancini says that. Uh, around 50% of finished film retains the concepts of his original script. New elements introduced by other writers included the voodoo mythology angle and the character of Eddie Caputo. This is one of those rare occasions when I'm grateful for the rewrite because I like the movie it came came up with. Yeah, this mm-hmm. seems, that seems more like a kind of like the sixth sense and that like there wasn't really a monster. It was more about like how it affected the monsters affected this kid and this family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, here's a little story about the Brad Dorff too. According to an interview with Brad Dorff, um, his daughter Fiona, who was a baby at the time, crawled into the recording studio, um, and nobody knew she was there. And it was the scene when uh, Chucky was supposed to scream out in agony as he was being set on fire, and he didn't know his daughter was behind him, and he screamed out in pain, and she started crying. Yeah. Uh, Charles Lee Ray's partner Eddie Caputo has no lines of actual dialogue in the film he just walks around shooting his gun <laughs> uh, I don't know this Chucky loses his hand in each installment of the original trilogy oh that's right because oh, I'll save it till we do part two mm-hmm. he has something cool with his hand in part two I think um, <laughs> sort of <laughs> uh, in the original script the director wanted Charles Lee Ray as Andy's father so make it double fucked up. He went to mm. a into a doll to kill his son. Mm. Fucked up. Yeah, they really. Yeah, you're right. I'm glad they wrote this one. <laughs> this movie been a lot less fun. Yeah. Um. Let's see if there's anything else uh, interesting. No. Oh, here's the possible translation of the chant. It's in Haitian Creole. Um, some people thought it was in French, but this is what's believed to be is. To the mighty, to the almighty Dambala, give me the power I beg of you, which duh. Um, to the mercy of my soul, to the point of my death, hear me out of, hear me out of my, hear me out of, from my condemned voice. Nice. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. So, okay, this is the one I'll go back to the start of the conversation. We'll see. Um, okay. During the initial release, a crowd of protesters formed around the entrance to MGM calling for a ban on the film. They claimed it would incite violence in children. Local news reporters were broadcasting live from the scene, and the producer, David Kirshner, was watching. Okay, this isn't the actual one. This is the, the second one. But I don't want to read this one without being the only person. Anyways, okay. So David Kirshner was watching. Disturbed by what he saw, Jeffrey Hilton, who worked with Kirshner and MGM, said he could defuse the situation in 10 minutes. Hilton went down and spoke to the ringleader, and then the group disbanded. To the what? Hilton never specified whether it was threats or diplomacy that saved the day. <laughs> but um, this is the part I thought would maybe spark a conversation. 
So the Chucky films have always been accused of inspiring violence in children. One case linked to the series was a gang in Manchester kidnapping and murdering a 16-year-old girl. While they tortured her, they forced her to listen to recordings of the gang leader repeating the catchphrase, I'm Chucky, wanna play? Director Tom Holland has always defended the first... Defended the first film. Oh yeah, first film from these accusations, stating that viewers of horror movies could only be influenced by their content if they were already balanced to begin unbalanced to begin with. Now, I'm almost thirty. Matt's almost thirty. You're in your thirties. almost thirty. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What's, Just the other way. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with in the world of children. I don't have any children. I don't know. I mean, anyways, I don't know what's going on in that right now. And now maybe you can discuss this when you were a kid. But when Matt and I were young, in those times, that you couldn't get away from that fucking shit. Every, everything was going to turn you into a serial killer. Parents wanted everything censored because they just thought every goddamn video games, movies, TV shows, They tried to music. ban D&D really? when I was a kid. Dungeons and Dragons yeah. was like a fucking satanic yeah. cult gateway yeah. drug. I just, yeah, and it was, it was everywhere. Everywhere they were trying to censor shit. Yeah, it was it was because and look at the comics code. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and see we were uh, we were probably twelve when Columbine happened. Yeah, I like parents wanted to like clear kids' video game shelves. Like they really thought that's what inspired the because they found a copy of Doom in one of their rooms, Mm -hmm. and I was like, that's it. Yeah. Doom? Yeah. Yeah. You should read more of the Columbine thing and the stuff that led up to it. Which one? Which stuff you mean? Um, about the about kids it. who perpetrated it. Like, the cops could have stopped Columbine. Oh. Because uh, one of the kids was repeatedly threatening to murder his neighbor. And was, they uh, never came out to but, investigate that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there was one that was clearly a maniacal, psychopath yeah. killer, and one that was a follower. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one was which. Yeah. But you're but probably yeah. talking about the really crazy one. Yeah, the really crazy one. Because if they'd even gone into his room, they would have seen all the materials he was building. And they would have mm-hmm. been like, ooh, yeah. Christ you almighty. You got to go. Yeah. The, you know and they what? covered it up. Like, they lost those police reports. And the neighbor's like, no, I definitely filed police reports with you people. Yeah, I'm assuming, because I'm pretty sure they were rich, that they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> It's like, no, rich kids aren't violent. Let's go home, Johnson. <laughs> I didn't know they Colin. were. Wealthy kids. I think I one so. was, yeah. I want to say they were. I know they had... They're at least you know, upper middle. They had a computer that was good enough to play Doom on. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines in, in a song I like from Amanda Palmer says, Nothing is crueler than children that come from good homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> We'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. But, um, boy, we're having a serious discussion from a boy. Chucky movie. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about that, I, I hope it's dissipated now, because like, I have no idea what's going on in the world of young parents or children, because it doesn't interest me. But I hope it's started to settle down, because we have shown that clearly none of that shit makes you violent. Well, look at Scream is very much this, this subject matter, and he said... Movies don't make killers; they make killers more creative. Wasn't that mm-hmm. wasn't that too? Um, um, I think it was the first one. I think it was the first one. Yeah, because Matthew Lillard said it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the second one was a lot of like movies don't make people violent. The first one is um, don't blame the movies. The second one was don't blame the parents, and the third one was don't blame society. I forget. I forget what the third one was. Hmm. I got. But there was a, a direct theme to all three. Screen. Uh-huh. You say that reminds me like. 
I have no idea whether or not I'll have children in my life. I'm leaning towards no, but we'll see. You're right. Mm-hmm. You can have a couple of the ones in the basement. Okay. <laughs> if you're cool with it. Yeah. But that's one of the things that, like, I would I don't envy parents that children or their kids are about to be born, like the woman's pregnant or whatever, because I've watched a lot of stuff. Serial killers fascinate me. Could you imagine your kid growing up to be a fucking, like, homicidal psychopath that is, kills a shitload of people? Well, as a matter of fact, I would bring that around. The, the, I want to say it was, I want to say Klebold was the crazy one and Harrison wasn't. And I want to say that guy's mom wrote a book about it and how it just destroyed their lives. Like, their lives yeah. were just ruined. I think she just did a TED Talk, too. Yeah. And they're, they're, <clears throat> they got divorced, her and her husband, because they were just so fucked up. And Well, I, I told you guys I watched that video with the shootings. Yeah. Because they have the video and the audio. And one of them was clearly all about murder and would have continued to do so, and the other one convinced him to just shoot themselves. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a one-sided... This guy is psycho. This guy is going along with it for some fucking stupid reason. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, yeah, you can hold it against him because, like, that's you really got. I mean, he killed somebody. people, and you really gotta like either that guy, Klebold. I shouldn't say their names. I'm not sure I'll be getting them right. But the the, the crazy one. <laughs> well, their family is the ones I'm worried about. Like, yeah. I want their sister or whatever to be like your fucking brother did this. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Crazy one. One was super crazy. The other was going along for the ride. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you could definitely like hold it against him because, like, unless he, like I said, he's a silver tongued devil, could really you could talk anybody into anything. That, but I do remember myself at sixteen, and I was dumb. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt that anybody could talk me into murdering somebody, mm-hmm. but I could probably talk him into doing something stupid. Like yeah. jackass. Like someone's like, well, let's switch in, let's try this shopping car and push into a curb. I'm like, uh, no. And they'd be like, well, trust me, it's really fine. I'm like, oh, okay. It'll get you on MTV. Yeah. <laughs> so it's unfortunate yeah. that. And I gotta think that a lot of the times, like when there's, like, you know, like they said, a group of Manchester teens tortured and killed a 16 year old girl, so there's no way four psychopaths all found each other. Like some, like maybe there was two or just one, but the rest are going along with it. I just don't get how that happens. That that becomes um, like a mob mentality. Yeah. And so what that is is somebody's like, we're gonna do this, and everyone goes, yeah, that seems like the right thing to do at this moment. Mm-hmm. And then later they're going, oh fuck, I can't believe we did that. Yeah. yeah. And that's just a a, a sad. Thing that's just in our DNA, I think, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, they did some study on that. They said there's, like, a mathematical equation you can apply to things. Really? To, like, the size of the crowd and how far things will go. Mm-hmm. Just because um, even in crowds, um, actions are incremental. You have to see someone do something, like, you know, a little lower, and then you're like, well, I can do a little worse than that. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. And it just escalates. Yeah. But, but again, back to our original point. I've been playing violent video games as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever stabbed anybody. I did get into fights as a kid, but I was just I was a scrappy kid. I, I did. I, I did that. stab my mother. Oh. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I I mean, it up well, that's the no, why did you do that? <laughs> that's the other thing too. You got to keep in mind that like kids are dumb. I don't know that I had even seen any sort of horror movies. I was so young. 
but um, I just uh, ran up and stuck her in the leg with a steak knife one day while she was doing dishes. <laughs> you just wanted to see rubies on that plate. I was just I was just playing. I was just like, yeah, you know, like action, whatever, whatever game I was playing. And she just happened to be standing there. Yeah. And uh, how old were you? I was. I don't even remember. I was a little kid. Thirty-two. Um, yeah, it might have been a couple years. No. But I remember the blood came out and I screamed and ran away. Hmm. And then they they had a big like, okay, Abe, now you can't be <laughs> stabbing <laughs> folks. It's All this not sort what of we Christians do. <laughs> yeah. I remember when uh, I, I <coughs> not not a similar incident, but like one of those ones when you realize like your parents aren't playing around anymore, like it's not a game anymore, not serious. As I was wrestling with my dad when I was young, I kicked him in the nuts, and he was so <laughs> mad at me. Oh, yeah, no one wants to get kicked in the ball. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I thought it was fair game to kick people in the nuts up until then. Yeah. Video games in time, yeah. I don't think yeah. kicking in the nuts in the video games yet. I, I will say this for sure, though, to your point. Um, having, having literally grown up watching, I remember maybe first grade, I told you guys all the time, I watched that fucking um, Scarface movie, and I would tell the little kids about the kid get or the guy getting chopped up with a chainsaw in the bathtub, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" So I've literally grown up watching horror movies. I never had any any parental supervision. They would just be like, "Yeah, you can watch this, whatever." Didn't didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the way we grew up. And if they did care, I would just take it to the neighbor's <laughs> house and watch it with them because nobody cared. It was mm-hmm. a trailer park. And all I want is good things for humanity. I don't. Yeah. I don't want anybody to be hurt. I just want happy things. I wouldn't describe myself as a violent person. No. I. Uh, it's just. Um, I think it's. I think it's human nature to want to know where the enemy is, and watching horror movies is a way to go. Like, ooh, that could happen. That could happen. Yeah. That could happen. Well, and I think a lot of people don't want to think that people just are born crazy and then will do awful things when they grow up. They want to say that, like, oh, if they hadn't played this video game, he wouldn't have done all that shit. But in reality, the dude was crazy. You could argue nature and nurture all day long. I don't know if they have a solution yet. I don't know. Some people say it's genetics. Some people say it's, you know, the way you're raised. Yeah, the newest science says it's a combination of both. Yeah, Yeah. which makes sense. I mean, Like, there's some people that are genetically predisposed predisposition but um, if as long as they're not triggered by a traumatic life event nothing will probably come with it yeah, yeah. Well, they uh, just become like Wall Street execs I can't remember <laughs> what that guy's name is the one that shot the, the- movie theater in there during Batman I don't remember either yeah, let's not say his name anyway because fuck him mm-hmm. yeah fuck him but um, his parents were told when he was a kid that he needed to be institutionalized mm-hmm. and they said no Mm-hmm. So I think, and I, I mean, you get definitely not to the point of murder, but there should be some repercussions for his parents. I guess well, living with the fact that their son killed a bunch of people at a movie theater. I can understand not wanting your kid institutionalized. They should have, they should have stayed on him though. And, what, and it was so bad though that when they called, because they you know, suspected it was this guy, and they called his parents. Mm-hmm. They said, "Yeah, you've got the right guy." Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, he was that bad. That's a shame. Yeah. Do you guys know about the serial killer triangle? No, That's right. Behavioral oh, yeah. triangle. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no. Okay, this is this is bedwetting, fire starting, and cruelty to animals. Mm-hmm. If kids exhibit these behaviors when they're kids, they, they or when they're young, they'll most likely end up being something. And mm-hmm. there's a new one too. It's if you have a head injury. Head injuries will yeah, fuck you yeah. up. They'll make you suicidal. Mm-hmm. They do a yeah. lot of bad things. Yeah, and that was great because in horns, he he does all four. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the killer in that book. So good job, Joey. Yeah, horns was cool. But um, protect your head, y'all. Wear a helmet. A person that was not directly related to me, but dire- related to me by marriage, used to strangle cats with fishing wire Holy when shit. he was a kid. And I remember thinking to myself, like, somebody needs to watch that motherfucker mm-hmm. because uh, that's not cool. <laughs> that's yeah. not normal. I don't even know what became of that kid, but he was a handful growing up. Mm. I bet he's bet he's seen the inside of a jail cell. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to ask around. Maybe next time he home. hasn't murdered anybody, but he's not above it. Yeah. yeah. I just remember going like, God damn, that kid is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, to sum it all up, I remember I was playing Fallout 4, and you can aim a certain parts of the body on uh, Fallout 4, and it goes in slow motion, and I blew somebody's head up on that game and laughed. I would never shoot anybody in real life. I couldn't think of an instance. I mean, like, life and death, yeah, but I wouldn't shoot somebody for pissing me off. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not the it's not the thing. People are crazy. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it's the truth. So back to Scream. Don't blame the movies. <laughs> and back to Child's Play. Don't the fuck up, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, th- and actually, MGM dropped this movie, and Universal picked it up because hmm. they were so, well, I guess, uh, put off by the controversy that they were like, okay, maybe I'm All these sure. kids are watching our R-rated movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and it's just, uh, yeah. So don't blame the movies. Do blame the parents. Yeah. <laughs> See if there's one more thing here. So there is a theory here that somebody said that Charles Lee Ray and Andy's dad knew each other, and that's why I said um, the dad came down from heavens because Charles Lee Ray knew he was dead. Hmm. So that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I don't buy that. <laughs> Neither do I. I think he just like he probably figured he was I making did. some bullshit. Well, yeah. and I, I figured it actually wrote down that I was like, oh, that's right, I forgot, and I crossed it out because I was like, I think his dad's dead. It's because the dad's not there, and she's wearing a wedding ring the whole movie, so that's yeah. why I assumed he was dead. Yeah. Okay. Um, now to honor the artist and artistry that literally put the horror in the horror movie, what we lovingly call the special effects. I forgot to look up who did the effects for this movie. I think it was KMB. KMB did? I want to say. I think I remember seeing a picture of Howard Berger setting up the servos and stuff. Well, wasn't Kevin Yeager in KMB? I don't know. I'm going to find out here. Because um, I know he did a lot of the stuff for Tales from the Crypt, I believe. Unless I'm out of my. Was he the mind. one that left KMB? I don't know. He could have been. Um, anyway, do you think the effects were done well? I thought so. I, yeah. I actually wrote down like I, I really thought the uh, the puppetry, especially for the time, was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the best effect of the movie? Oh, I like that melted face yeah. animatronics for that. Yeah, and it really showed the articulation in there because he was like, like his lips were pulling back from his teeth, and his teeth were like his mm-hmm. teeth were moving back and forth. And mm-hmm. I agree. Every yeah. as soon as that fucking thing came out of the fire, it was really scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that they had a reason that the doll just kept getting progressively creepier throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they kept, like, looking more, like, old and yeah. tired. <laughs> yeah, receding hairline, bad teeth. Yeah. Because he was becoming human. Or, I was going to say a British person, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn. Take that, you hey. fucking tooth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Uh, I'm, gonna look, I'm looking at Howard Berger's IMDb, but I'm pretty sure... It said on the when I Google it that he was. Um, 
So I imagine that all of that stuff was just a good old animatronic. Mm-hmm. It was just a good. Uh, they made a fucking puppet. Is what they made, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was cool. Really cool. Well, and his hands had really good articulation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was definitely neat. Okay, the films we discuss on this podcast are horrifying, but sometimes real life is even more fucked up. Brace yourself for the nefarious news. Okay, so this comes to us from the Daily Mirror, and the headline is, Body Snatcher dug up my murdered daughter and turned her into a doll. (laughs) That's fucking creepy. Yeah, so Anatoly Moskvin ransacked graveyards and kept dozens of corpses of young kids in his bedroom flat where he lived with his mother and father. I don't know what they were up to. They probably should have kept an eye on him. But if you're still living with your parents at 47, that's a red flag. They're probably not capable of keeping an eye on at that point. <laughs> um, I guess he was highly educated, though. <clears throat> um, but they, he was just uh, pronounced schizophrenic. He was too ill to face trial for his crimes. And the judge said he should remain in a secure psychiatric hospital for the foreseeable future. So this wasn't like a sex thing. He was literally making toys of these corpses. Yeah, he was making making dolls. So he, yeah, he would grave rob the majority of them. And they were all children. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick, man. That's dark. I'm trying to find out what his profession was because, like I said, he was really smart. Um, I take it it wasn't doll maker. Looks like it. Who could say? Yeah. Yeah, he said he mummified him and he was a genius Russian historian. Oh, the historian? Mm-hmm. Mm. Really into history. <laughs> That's creepy shit. Oh my god, it really was a little person that they lit on fire. I it looked like trivia. It looked like a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Kathleen said, is that Warwick Davis? <laughs> uh, it's a safe assumption. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. If they yeah. ever saw a little person in a movie, it was probably Warwick Davis. Yeah. Um, so when they caught this guy, how many dolls did he have? Uh, 150. And these were all corpses? Uh, yeah, I Jesus. believe so. But he mummified them, so. Was it like um, he took them like apart and put them together and make small dolls? Or like he was just using them like dolls? Uh, these look life-size. So he would just take dead children and make yeah. little dolls out of them mm-hmm. by mummifying their bodies. He was quoted as saying, You abandoned your girls in the cold. I brought them in and warmed them up. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking Norman Bates shit right there. Although, at least yeah, the extent of his... Depravity was just manipulating dead bodies. At least he wasn't going and making dead bodies. And then. that's true. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Anything else about that you want to say? Uh, no, that's pretty uh, macabre. That's so. pretty fucking horrifying. <laughs> yeah. They should make a movie of that Ooh. if they haven't already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, hours of effort and creativity going to making a movie, and there's always some asshole just waiting shit on it. So on behalf of the underappreciated horror filmmakers, we are here to take revenge with the critical critique. My God, they've all gone. Oh, that's right. I'm doing all the music myself. Um, <laughs> it was hard to find um, anything longer than a couple sentences for a negative review. But we'll do our best. This is uh, Dan Jardine from the Apollo Guide. Um, director Tom Holland falls back on the cliches of the genre, the false alarm, the victim backing into the screen, the child in peril, the lone voice of reason in a wilderness of disbelief. Uh, yeah, welcome to film, Dan. <laughs> I don't know if this is the first movie you've ever seen, but that's how they all work. It probably was his first rodeo. What, what, what did he work for again? Uh, Apollo Guide, I want to say. So he must the have Apollo space. Guide? I, yeah, I think he was from space originally. <laughs> like he, he started writing this review while he was with uh, the Apollo 11. Oh, no, Apollo 13 was the one that messed up, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he was in. <laughs> that's it. That, like I said, that couldn't find anything that was longer than that. So that's the whole thing. But uh, time to pull your head out of your ass, Danny. <laughs> what a dude. How can you review movies and not know how movies work? <laughs> He's like, so this wasn't like a real thing or what? <laughs> was this like that guy? <laughs> okay, let's get meta about murder with Matt's themes and tropes. <laughs> so the main thing was said to be from the writer of their script himself uh, advertising and its effects on children. I'm not sure how much that played into this movie. I mean, you can do, like what Colby said earlier, go into consumerism, blind consumerism, buying whatever is the hot item. And now I had a, a good guy everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Space balls the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, that's kind of about it, I guess. Yeah, there wasn't much else to it. Yep. They didn't hit us with a whole bunch of stuff. Just, here's a fucking doll. Watch him try yeah. to kill people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what I'm into. Huh. Yeah. Let's see. I think some, definitely some tropes came out of it as far as, like, killer dolls. Had there been a killer doll before this? I'm sure there had been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really go into that. We don't do tropes anymore. Oh, we don't? <laughs> oh, that's, no. that's right. You, you wanted it to just be changed to themes, didn't you? Yeah. And I always keep reading themes and drugs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> I'll do them every once in a while if there's some good ones. But yeah. When did Puppet Master come out? Probably around the same time. Yeah. Weren't they? The yeah. Puppet Masters were good. I mean, the puppets were good, though, right? Um, they were good to the Puppet Master. <laughs> what, what, didn't they... Like save people or just like kill the enemies in one of them. I think later they were used for good, but um, what had happened in the original Puppet Master was he is killed, and then they kill the people that did it to him. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. You know, now that I think about it, the more the consumed by consumerism, but mm-hmm. the the toy was literally going to take his soul. Um, according to this, Puppet Master came out one year later, so they might have had something to do with this. Mm. Yeah, and we'll be watching Puppet Master eventually because I like Puppet Master. Yeah, that was mostly claymation, wasn't it? Stop animation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. What's think, the difference? I don't think. Well, they didn't use clay; they used models, and then they just. Uh, okay. Them. 
Like um, they did a lot of techniques in, in Puppet Master because, like, uh, the character Pinhead, that's the big burly one with the little tiny head, mm-hmm. that was a little person in a suit with, with like, a little toy head on it. Oh. So, like, the arms were, like, a real person. Oh. And they fudged that a little bit. And Oh, so they messed with the scale later? Yeah, oh, so there's okay. some, some little things that they did to, like, make that stuff cool. But hmm. the puppets themselves, like Blade, I think, um, I don't know if he's made out of wood, but he's made to look like he's made out of wood. He one has, like, the razor blade hands. And the hook, yeah. He's got the, uh, the little eye daggers. And the, yeah. He has, like, he wears the hat. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. yeah. I had that, and then I lost it. I have oh, one in the downstairs yeah. yeah maybe you saw it for me when i was like 12 i might have yeah <laughs> did yours have the blood on it mm-hmm. yeah mine too mm-hmm. i got it from an auction so it didn't it, i didn't have any package or anything mm-hmm. but i remember you could pop the hand off but i didn't have anything to replace it with so mm-hmm. very cultured auctions at 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the most fucked up thing in in that movie to me was the girl who puked up leeches because i'm like what the fuck is that all about what is that about? Why did that happen? I don't know. It was just like this cute little girl puppet, and then she'd barf up leeches on her. Oh. It was nasty. Oh. <laughs> it was crazy. We'll get to that, though. Yeah. Okay, in closing, to feed the sun god with junk food movie dialogue, we offer unto you the Quetzalcoatl. <sighs> He's got a good quote, because this movie had a lot of good quotes in it. Yeah, but I forgot to. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to. Yeah. You can't come up with one? I'm about to. Um, you can't come with a... I'll be your friend till the end. This is I the like end. To dig a little oh, yeah. That that one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's when a lady said, "Ugly doll," and the answer is going up. He went, "Fuck, Fuck you." you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was funny. Mine was at the end when um, Chris Sarandon's character said, "Do you believe me now?" To the guy who just got choked by the arm, and he goes, "Yeah, but who's gonna believe me?" That's pretty good. <laughs> Very good question. Because <laughs> I went, "Yep, mm. that little kid told the truth the whole time, and you all shit on him." Mm. That's what you get. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one was good too. Chucky says Aunt Maggie, Maggie was a bitch, and she got what she deserved. It's <laughs> cold blooded. Chucky saying Aunt Maggie was a that, bitch. And she you know, got what she deserved. I mean, she turned the TV on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we guess he we clearly never, didn't like women. Never went into detail about how ruthless he was, but like that he was using the kid's dead dad against him. Jesus Christ. Charles Lee Ray was cold blooded motherfucker. Chucky mm-hmm. probably would have got away with it if he had had a tall wheel man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would have just strangled Andy. And then the voodoo guy would be like, you have to transfer your body into the first person you. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. I would like to say, we didn't mention how the there was some clever deaths in this movie. Mm-hmm. One of them in particular was he takes a voodoo doll of a guy and just breaks him limb by limb. It's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, he just to get the answers as to how to fix himself, because the guy said he wouldn't tell him because it's an abomination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he just snaps him in pieces. It's yeah. awesome. Very cool. That's pretty cool. It's cool that it takes place in a universe where voodoo actually exists. Yeah. And they should have played on that more. In the sequels, anyway. They might. Mm-hmm. They might have. Because they use that uh, little spell a couple of times, especially in the third one. <laughs> it's um, definitely an ongoing thing where he's trying to put his his soul back into Andy. Mm. Yeah. yeah um, you got to pay the troll toll if you want to get in this boy's hole. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, we've discussed that before, how it wouldn't work, but it was a clever way that he killed them, his getaway man. Just left the oven on and let him shoot it. Mm. But it's got so it wouldn't work because bolts don't spark. No. 
That is true. Maybe it hit metal. No, no, I mean, even if they hit metal, they don't spark. I think they do. No, they're designed not to spark because you could set something on fire. Even in the 80s? I think, yeah. Because they did... uh, They make it out of, like, a copper alloy. They did Ghost in the Shell, the the animated movie, Mm -hmm. and they took the animators to gun ranges, and they let them shoot different textures Mm -hmm. so they could animate the effects, and they had some that would spark, and they had some that would crumble, and they had some that would do different things. So I think there's potentially bullets yeah. that spark for certain surfaces. Yeah, maybe I'm like there's uh, if you don't get the proper copper alloy bullets, maybe they spark. But hmm. it, it is weird to think that it, the bullets wouldn't spark Plus, at all. Cause there's, if you, a, there's a muzzle flare. Well, that's from the internal explosion. Yeah, yeah but that could come out of the gun yeah. and ignite the, the like, whole room is full of gas. Like say you hit a rock and yeah. like a little piece of rock gets superheated by the friction and that flies off. That would technically be a spark. Yeah. But, I don't know. Either way, it was clever. Mm. And man, they must have had a big budget because they blew up a fucking house, blew up like a car, blew it's up the a 80s. restaurant. They blew up anything in the 80s. Yeah. Look at Robocop. That's true. And now it's Detroit. Yeah. They blew it up that bad. Yeah, they didn't oh, clean up their mess afterwards. Yeah, they shouldn't have decommissioned him. <laughs> yeah, they should have let him keep going. <laughs> They should have sold them for parts. Maybe they could afford a school or something. <laughs> Anybody have any last things they want to say? Mm-hmm. I have some. Have you been watching the new season of Bates Motel? Uh, Which is the last season of Bates Motel. I haven't. No. I need to. It I mean, is, I'll, it'll be a year. But it is off to a cool start. That's good. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching it, Colby? No, I watched the first, like, maybe the first half of the first season, and it was good. I just never yeah. stuck with it. You should get yeah. into it. The actors in that show are amazing. Yeah, it goes. Norman and his mom are great. Yeah. And uh, oh, you know what? I got to issue a retraction from because I've been watching that OJ versus the people or whatever the show's called, and you said something about Mark Furman being racist, and I said mm-hmm. that with one out of proportion. They hadn't got to the meat of that story yet. <laughs> what happened was Mark Furman. This girl was writing a screenplay, and she asked him for uh, his help, and she recorded their conversations. Mark Furman is a vile, disgusting person. Oh, he yeah. is an awful human. He's literally on tape, like, saying the N-word repeatedly. And, like, talking about, like, how they would beat, like, black guys bloody for no apparent reason, and they could get away with it because they were cops, like, the whole thing. Like, I, I don't know, I guess just look into it, but I really hope he went to jail after this case. Uh, no, he became a Fox News correspondent. Did he? Yes, he did. Oh, and he, he commentated on the Trayvon Martin shooting and exploded black <laughs> Yeah, there's his commentary. So that's who Fox News hires. It's a fucking disgusting world we live in. Right now. Do you think his like commentary on that case was yes? <laughs> but just him pumping his fist. Well, you know what? I forgot how blatantly and openly racist Fox News used to be. Because I was watching like this. I I tried to stay away from that shit, but it was like this. Like it was like eight times Fox News got uh, schooled by their guest. And I forgot, I was like, holy shit, I forgot. They were like outright, like, yeah. Muslims are the devil. And Bill oh, sorry. Well, one of them, it was, uh, they had this guy who was, you'd recognize him if you saw him, I can't remember his name was, but he was a Muslim and he had written a book about Jesus. And the first things they ask is like, when he comes up on the bias, so mm-hmm. she goes, why would a Muslim write a book about Jesus? Yeah, that's Rizna Aslan. Yeah, and he went, well, I'm a professor of theology. I have, <laughs> I have a PhD and four degrees, and one of my degrees is the New Testament. So that's why I did. He goes, it's my job to look it up. And I was like, oof. Hey, that lady looked like a bitch. Yeah, that was a great clip. 
That's one of the people that was in that debate I was telling you about. Let's talk about that later. Okay. Really interesting. Yeah, we'll have to get into that. On um, our political podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that show is awesome. But yeah, it has retraction. Mark Furman's a disgusting well, person. He's a garbage fire. Um, you mentioned earlier the Bates Motel people doing a good job, you know, the acting. Mm-hmm. Wait till you see it with her being dead. Because uh-huh. you know how how so that all ended. Well, if you haven't seen fucking Psycho by now, it is so clever because he has to constantly like battle with her as him, mm-hmm. and every time she has to do something physical, it has to be her doing it as him, and it's fucking amazing how they pull it off. I just because it's like. He'll be like, I don't want to do that, mother. And she's like, you're going to have to do it, or I'll do it myself. And then it's him. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It's That's crazy. Hilarious. It's super good. It's the, super good. I, the problem, I did have a problem with that show. Two reasons. One is it kept falling ass backwards into Punani in that show. Like, every bitch just want to give it up to, um, to Norman? Norman. Yeah. And two, like, they had that girl that followed him around. Like, she had, like, the respirator on. She was like, oh, so pathetic. She carries a respirator. She's fucking gorgeous. I'm like, come <laughs> on, guys. Come on. Just putting a little thing around her nose doesn't make her look pathetic. <laughs> I don't think they ever had any intention of saying she wasn't attractive. Mm-hmm. She just happened to be on oxygen. Well, I mean, that's what that's what it is. Also, because even she, like, he banged a popular chick. And so you're mm-hmm. supposed to be like, oh, you, like, you're so mean to this poor girl. But I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. she'll be fine. Well, going back to Columbine, the psychopath. Path was extremely popular in high school. Yeah. He had a lot of girlfriends that he slept with. Well, right, and I'm not saying so. that they, they're not charismatic or whatever. It was just like, it just showed up and were like, do me, Norman. <laughs> it's high school, man. Did his yeah. teacher <laughs> want to bang him? Yeah. 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 Well, she was a pedophile, so. Yeah. Oh, she was? St- stick yeah. with it. Go back to it. You, Yeah. See if you might. But still, like, I was a little, like, yeah. come on, you have to try. Yeah. Well, some people just got it like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, yeah. a, I mean, it was a minor minor complaint yeah plus plus so you gotta find ways to make the show sexy because they want sexy yeah, shows that's, and that's the unfortunate part about it is because like okay let's say fuck it, it it's totally possible completely 100% possible that a chick on a respirator would also be gorgeous would, <laughs> would, yeah, there's plenty of pretty people yeah, that that's why I said 100% I know it happens I know it you fucking ghoul are but, you ill but does it, do all the people have to look like they just got out of the fucking salon yeah. like they're like five minutes out of the salon all the time I'm with you I, I definitely yeah. believe that everyone is too pretty in there's television a, yeah, I mean there's a whole team dedicated to their faces so. yeah yeah come on let's grow up America People Let's see some uggos on the screen. Yeah, especially like, when you're set in small town Louisiana, like fucking True Blood, and everybody looks like they are just like four <laughs> hours a day in the gym, like two hours yeah. spent on hair and makeup. They've got designer clothes. Where the fuck do you buy designer clothes in rural Louisiana? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Even the vampires would have been dressed <laughs> like hicks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I agree with you completely. We have we have a saying we talk about is she hot or is she eighties hot? <laughs> because in the eighties people look like, Oh, I could meet that person. Mm-hmm. Nowadays if you're on T V you probably could be a model or should be a model or have been a model or something. No, and I mean I've... like there's very, very few people on television that aren't intentionally, you know, ugly. You know what I mean? Like right. like the only way they're they're unattractive is if 
somebody like the role calls for them to yeah, be unattractive. Yeah. Otherwise, they're all even gorgeous. then like ugly petty. Like yeah, Erica fucking Ferreira, gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, you know who did a even great job? with braces and glasses, yeah, you're still pretty. Still <laughs> pretty. You know who did a great job was The Wire. Nobody was really pretty in The Wire. They yeah. look like people. Oh, they look they like people you could. Yeah, meet. they, they look detectives for Christ's sake. Yeah. Even even like Idris Elba, who you know is like a super good looking dude, he looked like a normal guy. He like was dressed down. You know what I mean? He wasn't yeah. like you see him in in uh, pictures and stuff. And like you know, he's clearly a good looking guy, but he looked the part. Yeah, you could totally buy him as just a, a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. And I know I've I've complained about this a lot, but still irritates a piss out of me. Is in a whether it's a movie or a TV show, what have you. Every time somebody's shirt comes off, a guy, I mean, they always have fucking six-pack abs. All the time. And I'm like, come on, dude. When do they find time to go to the gym? He's out right, running away from the cops or whatever. And like, he's like, hold on, guys. i got to do some push-ups. I've heard you make this argument plenty of times, and I only disagree because it would be hypocritical. Because every single time a girl takes off her shirt and she's hot and has nice tits, I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I figure the same thing goes for girls. They're like, finally. Yeah, but I mean... I mean, it's it's Freaking all out. it's all um, you know exploitation. Yeah. The majority of our of our entertainment is exploitative, so I'm all for it. You know, if Doctor Strange wants to have some abs, good for the ladies. Did he have abs in that movie? He sure did. I don't remember his shirt coming off. He's in good shape. I'm against it on both fronts. I figure, like, come on, we know not everybody looks like that. Yeah, it's obvious. I, I would love uh, okay, like I'll give I that fucking show girls drives me nuts. But I'll I'll give yeah. Lena Dunham credit for uh, looking like your yeah, average real body type. Yeah. 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 Who's else did a good job of it in the movie? Oh, I, I don't think it was in a movie. I think it just saw him running around with his shirt off. Leonardo DiCaprio. He's got a regular old human body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes and goes. <laughs> <laughs> Waxes and wanes like the moon. <laughs> I can't remember the last time he was shirtless in a movie, though. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet, when he was like 12. Mm-hmm. The island. He was shirtless in the island? Yeah, it took place on the island. He was swimming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was swimming. There's a shark um, there. Oh, I'm sorry, the beach. Yeah, oh, the yes. beach. Mm-hmm. I never saw the beach. It's good. It's a Danny Boyle film. He was really young in that, too, though, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, adult Leo, I appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. For all you guys out there want to take your shirt off on film, you have at it. You go for it. Mm-hmm. For all you girls out there want to take your shirt off on the film, thank you very much. <laughs> but, well, I appreciate there, that. There's a thing, though. Like, are you expecting them to be, like, real thin and have gigantic boobs? I'm not expecting anything. I'm That's just happy I mean. to get what I get. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you know, break it up is all I'm saying. I yeah. saw Helen Mirren naked in a movie, and she was like... 50-something, and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's holding it together. <laughs> yeah. but, and like, uh, like we mentioned 300, it made total sense that those guys were shredded because all I did was fight. Mm-hmm. It made sense. Yeah. Like like on Weeds, when they're trying to find a new place to live because they can't live anywhere and they're doing all these wacky adventures like in the third season, I was like, where the fuck? Like, when do they have time to go to the gym? Mm-hmm. They can't even like, oh, find a yeah. home for like more than a couple uncle days. uncle in there, son. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the kid with the blonde hair like, again looked like he just got out of the salon and just worked out for like six hours straight. Mm-hmm. And it's just not impressive anymore. I think that it's just kind of gotten to the point like it was cool when Arnold was buff because like no one had really seen that before. And like when he was in Predator, even with these giant like pro wrestlers and shit, he still looked gigantic. It was cool then, but now that everybody's doing it, I'm like, eh, cool, I guess. <laughs> it's like they're oh, I put on thirty pounds of muscle, played Batman. I'm like, yeah, so did everybody else. Who cares? Big deal. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a shit. 
move on. Hmm. So you're saying I should stop it trying to work out? <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying go ahead and work out. Over. I'm just saying that, like... I just, I just wish I could join their cool team and have sweet abs. That's my... That couldn't care less. If I could have sweet abs and never wear a shirt, and then all the <laughs> girls would take off their shirts, win win. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not hating you. I'm just jealous. I'm just liking you. I want what bit. you got. I want what you got. Yeah. Why, you got why do you have to do that? Who are you trying to impress? You know? The audience. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. The producers that give them money. <laughs> yeah, but like the kid, like the kid in Weeds, whatever became of him. None. He fucking I mean, works. He, he's on the. I just watched him in a show called Hand of God with Ron Perlman. Yeah, but yeah. he's in a show called Hand of God where there's people that have appeared on screen that have normal bodies that are mega stars now. Tom Hanks. Mega fucking star. Never had abs. I think he did back in the day. No. He, I think everybody did back in no, the day. No, he, he was shirtless a bunch of times. Never had. Never oh. Jacked. Yes, he did. Uh huh, uh huh. Remember with Wilson? But that was definitely. He was pretty shredded. <laughs> he had a big yeah, beard. Like, shredded is putting it lightly. He was malnourished. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all he did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's, so, so I can cut out that last 20 minutes. That last 20 minutes. <laughs> There's my uh, the Bates Motel editing tax. Okay, that is the end of Meet Your Monsters for this week. Thanks to my friends for hanging out with me. That is you guys. Thanks to you at home for listening. Um, there's some new stuff posted today, so hopefully people are listening. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you'll have to assume that that's true in the future as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, check out uh, um, theuglytreecomic.com and thesketchyneighborhood.com. Mm-hmm. Is it a sketchy neighborhood? I always forget what she says. I think it's. These sketchy neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah. Sarah's thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check it out. Um, when are you guys going to have some stuff to plug? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think I might have a completed screenplay if I could just get feedback on my script. <laughs> working on it. And I, I, you know, I'd give somebody a leeway, like, you know, it's, people got things, like, you know, four or five months, maybe, or even. <laughs> well, I have read three of them. Like, eight months later. <laughs> I have read three versions of this. That's true. But three versions. And then I, 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 I took the, the initiative to mark things that have been changed so you don't have to read the whole thing again. And then I Not misread those markings yeah, so. I read the wrong in between so I was reading the sames oh, yeah, instead no. of the difference that they start like wherever that that little marker is is where the new scene starts right. but even the beginning which I didn't think was marked was new and better I like the beginning of the newest one you gave me thought I did well either way yeah. I, someday yeah we'll get to there yeah or just move along without us. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> Sounds like you got it done. You, you're happy with the last thing. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, uh, if you want to follow along, next week's movie will be Alien 3. Yay. See you then. Good sneeze.